In this place, to find is to lose, and to lose is to find. Sorry, say that again? I, I think you lost me. Got it memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name is Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by Wheels. How are you, Wheels? Uh, I'm fine. Hey, Joe, why is Chain of Memories haunted? <laughs> uh, that's an excellent question, Wheels. I think it might just be on theme for October. Um, This is the second of two Chain of Memories episodes we've recorded that we've had to throw away because of technical issues and start over again. Yeah, and I think this one, last time I, we we kept breaking up in the intro and just restarted. This time we were literally like through two of the worlds, and now we have to go through them again. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is very exciting. It really, it really gets us in the mood of everything feeling familiar but not quite remembering yeah. it, um, which is all... All Chain of Memories does. I, in the time between last, the last episode coming out and this one, beforehand we were planning like, oh, we should uh, change the color of the logo of the podcast to match the chain, of, the rechain of Memories colors. And then we realized that the rechain of Memories logo is gross. Yeah, they're not the colors great, are terrible. Not great colors. Um, because, but I think. Yeah. I think my color swap, so the, our logo, my fiance Carly did our logo. I think fantastic. my color swap for Chain of Memories, yeah, yeah. I think my makeshift color swap for Chain of Memories didn't do it too much of a disservice. No, but I think no, we'll no, keep still, doing that for each game. It still looks good. I'm really, I really like the idea of, because the original one was themed with the colors of the cover of Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, right. So I, I pretty much immediately got the idea of, oh, we could, we could keep that up with the other games. Um, but I, I did not think to look at any of them, <laughs> with the exception of um, uh, 2.8 is gorgeous, but that's a far What's way away. The, the only one I don't know, what are the colors for 358 over 2? It is? That's the one I was... I, all right, so this is what I thought Recom was, because this is red, red and white. Um, uh, and that's, I guess I got them confused, because I was thinking that Chain Memories was red and white, but no, it's a gross... Yeah beige egg mayonnaise color um which <laughs> it's a nice sandwich logo yeah. um want to talk about a video game we could um so be before that we actually got a tweet that i want to bring up because i want to i occasionally when there are, are tweets at us that are interesting i want to bring them up but um last episode ended with axel reciting his catchphrase that may or may not be the title of this podcast and we were informed. Uh, may or may, it's not. It's no, no secret. It's well. This is what brings it into question. Is uh, we got this tweet from Royal Jellyfish on Twitter that um, that catchphrase didn't actually show up till Kingdom Hearts two, and in the Game Boy version of Chain of Memories, uh, he says "Commit it to memory," um, which you detective 
Wheeler decided to look up and make sure it was. Yeah, true. I went back and confirmed. I've never played it. <laughs> yeah, I think we mentioned on the first episode that we are that we we are covering specifically re chain of memories because I guess the assumption in the same way that we covered Final Mix for Kingdom yeah. Hearts One, we should always cover the the more current version of it but it's interesting yeah i guess they were they were pushing commit it to memory back then yeah as opposed I, to got I, it memorized. I, I have to wonder, I wonder if it's like a localization thing that's that's my question i wondered if it was a either um like a translation localization thing or if the voice actor for axel got in the booth and was like hey, i'm gonna make this sound good for you um he's, he's, <laughs> Maybe, he's definitely yeah. one of the better voice actors i think in the kingdom hearts mm-hmm. cast well, there's some wonder- good voice actors. I mean, they're like I think- capital A actors in the game. That's true. But still, I still think Axel does some of the better performances <laughs> um, compared to uh, Mark Hamill, Lance Bass or Bass. I'm not sure. Leonard Nimoy. I've been watching all of the DC, the CW DC shows and the voice actress for Aqua in, in Birth by Sleep is... Is in that show, which is weird. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still weirded out by uh, the voice actor for Cloud, who I think started in Advent Children and then stayed with Kingdom Hearts. I'm not sure which came first, but uh, he's from. I know him from a soap opera that my mom watches called General Hospital. Oh, huh. um, which he's been on forever. <laughs> um, so it's it's really weird to to have those connections uh, in my head, but. Um, yeah, no, I guess we could should probably talk about the video game that we're here to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, as we mentioned, we left off with Axel uh, testing the Goof Troop and giving them some more cards to make some rooms out of. So we pick up today with uh, the next floor up, Sora wondering, sort of doubting that he would ever not be himself. And uh, Goofy ends up bringing up an experience in a castle similar, but no one can quite seem to remember this castle, which is weird. Yeah, they can't remember the name Hollow Bastion. Yeah, which is it's not too hard, is it? Is it hard to remember? Uh, I mean, it, I mean, it it changes names every once in a while, so you can cut them some slack. Fair enough. So that's weird that they don't remember Hollow Bastion. Uh, weird, huh? Yeah, goofy. Because I think Goofy gives some pretty specific examples. Maybe not in this conversation. Because later they bring up the the becoming a heartless thing. And they're like, oh yeah, it's super vivid in my mind. Where the fuck was that? Was that a castle? What? So that's, <laughs> that's a weird thing that happens. Um, but we get up to this first door. And we Axel had given Sora a bunch of cards to choose from. We're going to follow the path, of course, of our Let's Player Amiru the Knight? I don't remember how that's, I said it last that's, time. That's him. That's him. Yeah, Amiru. Um, and he seems to be following the path of the original game, which works too. So mm-hmm. first up, we are in Wonderland. Yeah, uh, and so it's going to be a similar story to the story we saw of Kingdom Hearts 1's Wonderland. Familiar, but, but not too familiar. That's right. But not so... too not familiar. It's a new craze. So Goof Troop are are plopped down into instead of the 
entryway to the bizarre room, as was the case in Kingdom Hearts 1. They're plopped down in the forest already in Wonderland proper. And they see the white rabbit who is running late. And they... Do they have a reason to follow him? They do either way. I... Yeah, Um, I don't... I don't think so. I think it's just a matter of walking forward. And they eventually get to the courtroom that seems weird to refer to it as a courtroom um yeah because it's outside but the the place in which the trial is occurring yeah um because alice is on trial again like we saw in kingdom hearts one a few things are notable first is that goof troop seemed to have no memory of any of these characters even though or have seen all of these characters in these yeah in this exact same situation before mm-hmm. um that's kooky yeah I wonder if it has something to do with the place they're in. Um, and then second is that the details have changed. So before Alice was being charged for stealing the Queen of Hearts heart in Kingdom Hearts 1, now she is being char- accused of stealing the Queen of Hearts memories. And that's different. Uh, and then w- what's different as well is Sora says, hey, I- I'm actually the thief, just so that he can draw the attention away from Alice and-, and set an innocent person free. Maybe they decided that last time when they made you look around for several pieces of evidence that that was dumb. Because it didn't matter no. at all? They just skipped that part. And they were like, eh, make him fight the cards with the cards i forgot how weird this is again already yeah fighting playing cards with memory cards but not memory cards that you might have plugged into your ps2 when you're playing this game not vm vmus is that what the dreamcast had yeah they were great i i love vm i didn't have a dreamcast you come over and play mine okay sounds fine i have one game (laughs) uh i have exclusively skies of arcadia ah i was yeah, I, cool. I, <laughs> anyways, I don't have anything to say because I've never played that video game. Um, let's see what happens after he fights the playing cards. Oh, uh, the the battle kind of dissipates, and we find out that Alice is gone. So they find her in the forest, um, and then the Cheshire Cat shows up. So. This actually is perfectly on brand for Chain of Memories of the forgetting and not remembering details, but did we bring up in Kingdom Hearts 1 how weird it is that he's just beating up literal denizens of this world? Because it's... They're... Uh, the thing about it is, like, that happens more <laughs> frequently, <laughs> especially going forward in the series. Like, there's a lot of just, like, Sora beating up pirates in later games. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's particularly not, weird. I mean, it's it's rare that he's not fighting, like, Heartless or or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like... It ain't that rare. Yeah. I think the the cards are maybe weirder because they're like giant weird playing cards. But I mean, it's still kind of (laughs) weird, I guess. Yeah, they're sort of weird on the face of it. And they're not even face cards. (laughs) Um, They might have families. We don't know. I mean, I guess. They all belong to a deck, I imagine. Um, Wait, are you... Does that mean if you are... Uh, say six of clubs that you are related by blood to any card that has a club on it. Well, all right. 
Is it by this thing? Is it by suit or is it by like I'm sure suit and colors like they're both going to be lineages, right? Or is and then it... is there also? But then what? What's the kinship between the suits that both have one-eyed jacks? What is that? Is it diamonds and clubs? No, hearts and spades. St- something to consider. It doesn't matter. <laughs> playing cards uh we just got so, really in depth in the potential like family structure of a deck of cards mommy daddy how do baby playing cards get made uh anyway the cheshire cat appears uh and says that the queen will keep hounding them until they find her memory so goof Troop, and alice decide to try to do that yeah it's probably i don't know if we brought it up a minute ago that alice escapes instead of getting captured um oh yeah she just runs away and sora eventually catches up and now it's just sort of weird and different compared to kingdom hearts one mm-hmm. and then they arrive in the bizarre room and the, they're confronted by the queen who's a who's like about to accuse them but then she loses her memory of what she was doing there in the first place. So she's like, I sentence you to on the charge of where am I? What am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. At which point, uh, I, as I have it written down, the noodly boss from kingdom hearts, one Wonderland appears. Yeah. Remember the Sora says, Oh, that, that must've taken her memory. Remember the, the thing that we fought in this room in the last game. Well, we could sort of echoes like party popper blower things yeah. in a way. It's almost a better boss fight because the table doesn't randomly disappear on you. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, no, they didn't. We have yet to reach an original idea in this game as far as combat bosses go. So, uh, surprise, Sora wins, <laughs> and uh, we floored. We move on. Uh, I want you to describe what happens next because last time I think you really did a good job explaining it. And, and oh, <laughs> setting the bar high. I don't. Rem- if I <laughs> if I had some sort of joke here that was like real good the last time we did this, I do not remember. It, okay, so let me see. I'll just I'll just what are in my notes. I'll just jump in. It, it's not really a joke. It's just oh, you you looked at it in a light that I would have never considered. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, all that's in my notes is that the, the queen assumes that Goof Troop knows something that they aren't telling about the Heartless and orders her guards to seize them. Uh, oh, I know. Okay, yeah. So I know what you're referring to. Uh, and then Alice does a thing which is pretty wild, which is basically just like gaslight the Queen of Hearts and say... Oh, you ordered them to kill the beast. They're they're under your employ, don't you remember? And the queen's like, hmm, I, I guess. And then she leaves. Um, and that's that. That's that. Yeah. Um, I remember last time you, you used as soon as you described it as gaslighting, I was like, this is a completely different scene than I thought it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> entirely different. Alice is a completely different person. But alternatively, I th- I think we as- assume or uh, came to the conclusion that. She she did it so that way they would not be murdered or a literal non-existent yeah, it's, crime. It's a ends justify the means situation. Yeah, sure. But uh, uh, I think I have a quote written down. I don't know if it's actually a quote or if I made it up. 
but um, it, it just in quotation does um that the queen wouldn't admit that she would have had forgotten. So it's um makes it <laughs> makes sense, yeah. I guess. So yeah. So let's get out of Wonderland. I would say it's been nice, but it hasn't. I. We should be clear when you say that it's not just like we're tired of it. Like that's just the world ends. He gets the cards he needs. Yeah, no, he. And we move on. Yeah, he opens the last door. He beats the boss, and now we're not in Wonderland anymore. And I think we're never in Wonderland again. Hope so. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, see you. Literally never. Um, sure hope that doesn't return for Kingdom Hearts three. Okay. Oof. Uh... So let's get into this next scene. I. T- Man, I'm starting to like it. Like, did we mention this on the last episode, or did we mention this on the episode we lost? Or I'm just gonna. This episode's just gonna to be. To find weird. is to lose, and to lose is to find. Yeah. Um. Exactly. So, most of the plot of this game that matters takes place in these these hallway scenes in Castle Oblivion. The worlds are pretty skippable, but we will do our due diligence and go over them. But um, I like that these scenes create these cute little like vignettes of storytelling and i feel like they do a lot of characterization as well which in a minute like today's episode is pretty light guys sorry but in a little bit we will meet a new character and see a bit more of axel and there's a little bit there but i I think brevity does this game story pretty good Mm -hmm. on this new floor outside of wonderland goofy brings up um, using the Keyblade of Hearts to turn himself into a Heartless, and uh, well, t- 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 Sora did that. The way you said it, it sounded like it was on purpose. <laughs> I really like this alternate universe where where Goofy unlocks his own heart in Halabash. Oh, is that what it's the Keyblade of Heart? Whoops, um, I meant Sora. I'm very fascinated by this possibility. <laughs> I'm very fascinated by the possibility of Heartless Goofy. I want to know what that looks like. Uh, I need to know. If we, if we have any fan artists listening, please. Do us that favor. Hook me up. <laughs> Hook us up. Um, yeah, let me phrase this better, I guess. I don't know what I said, but uh, Goofy lets... <laughs> Goofy talks about Sora using the Keyblade of Hearts on Sora to do a couple things, but uh, what happens is Sora becomes a Heartless, and they remember that really well. They're like, oh, yeah, that happened. Um, I didn't forget it, but I don't remember where that was. Or what? Yes, or anything about it. remembers it being in a castle, but Sora doesn't remember it happening there. Mm-hmm. Goofy, Goofy, it's on the tip of Goofy's tongue. He he says like, "Is a uh, holler, holla, holla back castle," um, and uh, <laughs> they decide, "Hey, we have a small man who literally writes down everything that happens. Maybe we should ask him where we were." So Jiminy hops up and. I just remembered what fucking happens. Um, but uh, Jiminy <laughs> opens up the journal and it's blank. Holy shit. How did that happen? Um, who is there a smaller man who is inside Jiminy's pocket <laughs> and erases all of his, his content? It's crickets all the way down. <laughs> uh, so th- I, if I were to make some sort of YouTube compilation of top five saddest <laughs> moments in kingdom heart you know you'd have like you'd have like at the end of kingdom hearts one where like you know sora and Kyrie are about to reunite but then they're like separated by this 
this vast canyon that starts to appear between them as the world you... starts shifting around. Like that's up there. But yes. number one <laughs> on this watch mojo list is where Jiminy starts crying that his journal's destroyed. Top ten anime it betrayals. It hits me in a place in my heart that I didn't even know was there, and I really feel for the little guy. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad for this tiny man. Um, yeah. He worked so hard. That's like his entire life's dream. Um, and, <laughs> and it's all gone. It's just, it no longer exists. Um. Yeah, no, they they literally put Jiminy Cricket crying on just standing on Sora's shoulder, crying about his book. I should make an alt Twitter account that's just, that's just like <laughs> at Jiminy crying. <laughs> Remember when the show was Riku um, crying? Now it's Jiminy crying. Um, yeah, someone someone's got to be crying. Yeah, mm, I mean that's par for the course. Stay tuned for three yeah. five eight over two days. That's how long you'll spend crying after that game's over. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quick little snippet of our good friend Namine, who we haven't actually met yet, drawing a picture. Um, I don't think we can see what she draws. Nah, we just see her hand sketching, but we don't see what she's drawing. Yeah, but I mean, that happening immediately after Jiminy's journal being gone and their memories being spotty, we can start to connect some dots, maybe? Um, yeah. So, uh, and then we get this next scene, I think it's on the next floor up, technically, where... They talk a bit more about, um, oh, we won't forget the important things, right? We're forgetting some things, um, and that's weird, but whatever. Um, and Goofy proclaims that you won't forget your friends if they're important. Um, yeah. And that's not foreshadowing or anything. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess we can jump into this next world, which for us is the Coliseum. Coliseum. Yeah, it is spelled weird, isn't it? It's a strange word. I think we can kind of power through this world a little bit. It's weird um, and not a whole lot of things happen. So, yes. I, it just as summary, there is a, what would you say? a, a cha- What do they call it? A, they, they have a survival cup going on in sure. Olympus Coliseum. And there are only three contestants who are able to make it past the preliminaries. Those are Hercules, Sora, well, Goof Troop, I guess, count as one contestant. Mm-hmm. Weird. Because uh, they're then... cards, Wheels. They are. They oh. turn into cards, oh. and they go into Sora's uh, pocket. That's what the laws of this castle dictate. Yeah, yeah. which I imagine um, he has pockets that are the exact size and shape of the, like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card deck holders. Um Oh, I thought you were going to say the exact size and shape of Donald the Goofy, and I was going to be like, <laughs> I really want to see the zippers on those bad boys. I mean, um, Kingdom Hearts 3, it's probably. it's Tetsuya Nomura, you know you're going to have those zippers. Oh, yeah, they will. They are. Uh, they zip all the way. Yeah. Uh, and the third contestant is... Uh, <laughs> I almost said Fox McCloud. <laughs> Wrong game. Um, Kingdom Hearts does share a lot of qualities with Super Smash Brothers. I will give you that. Think about it, though. Think about Fox. It would be so much better if this was Fox McCloud. You know no, what? what Cloud Strife. <laughs> Cloud Strife. Although, when I was a kid, I definitely wrote a knockoff Kingdom Hearts where instead of Disney and Final and uh, Final Fantasy, it was... Oh, no. Like, where is this going? It was Nintendo and something. I think it was Nintendo and Sega. 
I think it was like Hoofa. I think it was like oh Knights and Falco or fight. I don't know. It was bad. I was like ten. Um, and now I make a podcast. Eternal about enemies <laughs> brought together against a common foe. Um. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, so Cloud Strife, aka Fox Cloud, uh, is the third contestant. And just to gloss over the act, so the the what's going on in the background here is that Cloud was hired by the Hercules character Hades, the villain there. Uh, Sounds familiar to, to what happened yeah, before. Basically, the same thing. Hired again to kill Hercules. Although this time. His goal is to get his memories back. Yeah, Cloud has lost some memories, and Hades has promised that he will be able to return those memories to Cloud if he does this one little thing, which is kill Hercules. Just this one little so, favor. Yeah. Murder it, this it should man. should be easy, right? Murder this god, uh, please. Demigod, yeah. Uh, so... What happens in the Survival Cup itself, and we're glossing over a few details because it's not super important, is there's a brief confrontation between Sora and Cloud because Sora notices that Cloud seems to really be laser focused on on like defeating Hercules, and he's not super into that, and so he uh, Sora fights off Cloud himself. But then there is reason. a fight between yeah. Then there's a fight between Hercules and Cloud. Uh, Hercules wins basically, but uh, is winded at the end. Um, and this is where Hades decides to step in and attack a weakened Hercules. But Sora steps in, which yeah. is weird that in this universe, Sora post-fighting Cloud is more capable than Hercules post-fighting Cloud. Maybe because this Hercules is just a memory, whereas Sora is a real boy? I mean, you could argue that, but also... And I will! <laughs> um, alternatively... Nope, that's gone. Take it back. Um, there, there, is no, <laughs> there is no alternative. Um, Sora fights Hades. Um, it is exactly what you'd expect and then it's over yep um and then we get this <laughs> this cut post that cut scene where sora still wants to continue the 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 tournament and fight hercules as is the final match um but as phil says uh his his iconic three words or no his iconic two words is um everyone is pooped those classic three well the Two words. I keep forgetting. Um, I'm bad at math. Uh, well, it's difficult to be bad on purpose. Mm, um, that's yeah. When describing how Phil works. True. So, yeah, I, you know, Kingdom Hearts one and two are really good about it, where it's like Goofy just sort of casually makes a face when it happens. But in this one, they like give him lines of dialogue pointing it out, and it makes it less funny. And I'm just gonna critique that. Yeah, real quick. but I mean, it's it's difficult because the you have to rem you have to remember that the script was originally and there are some rewrites, but it's mm -hmm. originally written for a Game Boy, so you don't really have voice lines. It's or true. Like 3D um, animation. There's no have. there's no voice lines in or like real animation in the worlds. Um, there's a, a yep. couple exceptions actually that we're gonna see um, because we see Cloud, our boy Cloud, our boy Fox McCloud, who makes uh, as he's leaving. Um, and is like, oh, it's a bummer that I can't get my memories back. Um, and Sora's like, you can do it. I believe in you. 
go to some therapy. And Cloud, um, with his new motivation, makes a card of himself, questionably, and then gives it to Sora to summon him in battle later. I think last time I got pretty hung up on the mechanics of how the fuck a memory person would make themselves into a card and then walk yeah, away. He's a memory boy. And he walked away. It's not even like, I'm a card now. But who knows how memory boys work? We don't. We sure don't. I hope we figure it out. But alternatively, there are no consequences to not figuring it out. So, right. Stay tuned, everybody. That's the fucking stakes of uh, the show for probably another five, seven episodes. So let's get out of Coliseum. We have arrived back in Castle Oblivion. Did we ever leave Castle Oblivion? Yeah, but we're... We are... Back in the headspace of Castle Oblivion, we are we are back in. This gets weirder every halls. time. Every time we talk about it, we are back in the in the. Uh, we are visibly back in the aesthetic of Castle. <laughs> the boys Oblivion. are back in town. Yeah. Um, Let's. Yeah. So you, as you were mentioning, Donald Duck brings up um, the the king, King Mickey. Exclusively to make sure he still remembers the king. And he does. Good job. I don't think anything else happens in this scene. Uh, Sora still remembers Riku. And they comment on, like, hey, look, Goofy seems to be right. We're not not remembering. We're not forgetting the important things, like why we're here. And so they remember Riku and King Mickey. And they're happy about that. Yeah, everything's great. Nothing has gone wrong yet. We uh, also see a cutscene. We cut away, actually, to a who knows what floor, um, where we see Axel and a new character who is wearing the same cloak, but you can see their face, um, long blonde hair, and I think they're like looking at some like fucking crystal ball last thing where they can see Sora. I might be wrong. I might be projecting. I don't remember that detail, but you're probably right. Eh. It was a while ago when we watched it because of the whole re-record. Yeah. Um, so potentially that happens, but either way, they're talking about Sora and his progress through the castle. Um, Axel shows a lot of interest in Sora, um, for reasons that we, who knows when they'll come up, but he is pretty interested in, um, his progress. And I wish I had more details to fucking talk about it, but that's all I got. Um, but we should probably talk about this new person who... Axel kindly introduces for us. Do you do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, it, it's an unfortunate script. It's like a you're throwing yourself a softball by just having the character say someone else's name to introduce that new character. So we already know Axel. So when they're talking, this character says, "You seem pretty intrigued by this Sora kid," and Axel says, "Aren't you, Lark scene?" Uh. <laughs> Which it's just it just uh, takes you out of the experience a little bit, and also reminds you how infrequent it is that you actually use another human being's name in yeah, discussion. Yeah, it's it's funny. I've thought about it a lot since um, we tried to record this last because I was like, I don't like that. Doesn't yeah, how many proper names have you never, used since then? Like, um, yeah. the the only time I can obviously think other of, than referring to someone like who's not there or yeah whatever. or um. Uh, when we recorded with Nick a couple weeks ago, I, there was two people on the call, and 
there there was no face to look at (laughs) so i would use a name in that case but like no it's it's not normal and it's i know also noticed how common it is in media that i watch and i'm like is is there no better way like you you single-handedly made me like less satisfied by art oh i'm sorry (laughs) i'm exaggerating um anyways we got on this topic because of lark scene um who is our new friend yeah um but lark scene is our new friend who we now know three people in these cloaks that we've seen um four that's right the fourth person also is nominee but they're not in a cloak they seem to be different mainly because they're small but uh, <laughs> so that cutscene ends. We don't really learn anything other than Larkseen's name, face, and Axel's um intrigue with Sora. Well, we also know why he's interested, which is Do specifically we? that Sora is a person. Or, uh, unless I'm cutting ahead, I think it's in this scene. Axel says the thing about how Sora became a heartless, but was able to keep hold on his feelings, and then he says, "Oh, true, yeah." Only one other man who has done that. Oh uh, man, do you? Who do you think that is? My guess is someone we don't know yet, but I, I, I do think there's a clear answer to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm surely it's it, maybe like there are. This is the first like spoiler. There are Ansem report things I could say here, but I don't think I should. I think we should keep that for we'll an Ansem report. We might do one or two of those before this game's up. Um, probably not till like Sora's story is done though. Um, yeah. So that is interesting. It's definitely something for us to put behind our ear and save for later. There's, I read a lot into this scene, which again we can't really talk about in this episode, but. Axel's interest with Sora runs pretty deep for me, and there's a lot of reasons um, that Sora is um, the the lab rat running through the mazes of oblivion that yeah. uh, he is. But um, let's ignore that for a while and move mm-hmm. on to Sora looking at this good luck charm that he got the that makes up Oathkeeper's keychain um, from Kingdom Hearts 1, although he doesn't seem to remember that it's a keychain because he doesn't. Well, the cards are different, so I take it back. I was going to say that he doesn't use Oathkeeper, but the card system kind of completely obscures the Keyblade system, so yeah, that's bizarre in its own right. So he remembers being told to never forget about Kyrie and this promise he made, and he immediately is like, wait, is there like a nether girl that I've known my entire life? And he gets this weird vision of this blonde girl... And he can't remember her name. He doesn't really remember anything about her. But he's sure that, like, there's something there. Um, of course, we all know. We know. And we can piece it together from uh, other cutscenes that it is this the same character model as our friend Amine. And that's weird. That's sort of... Because he doesn't know he her, doesn't, actually. He doesn't know her. And we, <clears throat> we learn this within this game that there's some, some memory... Uh, a fuckery going on in here. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to go into that entire plot right now. <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, not yet. Dig into it as it goes along. Um, but as of now, it's just sort of an inkling in the back of his head. Um, we can move on to this next world, our last world of this episode, however long we've been recording. We arrive in Agrabah. By we, I mean Goof Troop. And they find Aladdin pretty immediately. Yeah. And he is 
under attack by Heartless, and they come to his aid, uh, but then Aladdin uses the lamp uh, to wish away the Heartless, mm-hmm. so Genie comes out. And God, and does Genie look fucking horrific in this game? Yeah, he's something else, I don't huh? know if you focused in on that watching this, but I sure did. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. It's... They could have spent, like, another day or so making Genie look less terrifying, but, um... They didn't. Yeah, so there's some weird things uh, that get set up pretty quick. First off, they skip a lot of story beats, both from Aladdin and even the Aladdin world of Kingdom Hearts 1, and they're just like, yeah, I got this lamp because Jafar tricked me into going and getting it, but now I have a genie. Which is a weird... Which is a weird thing, it's and then he's weird. like, "Well, I gotta return it to Jafar." Yeah, and then also Genie's like, "Man, I sure wish I was a free. That'd be nice." And Aladdin's like, "I'll do that," but yeah, it's just like, "All right, well, it's he's weird. like, what so, can I do to repay you? Because you have two wishes. Um, also, it's literally my job is to do things for you." Um, and he talks about Jasmine, and then. He's like, well, I'll just make you a prince. And he's like, all right, that's cool, but later. So now we're pretty much back to where Kingdom Hearts 1 is as far as plot. It's yeah, so, a little weird. Yeah, Goof Troop and Aladdin find Jasmine as being attacked by the Heartless. And so Aladdin uses a second wish to wish some Heartless away. And I think there's a fight with some Heartless here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... During that fight, Jafar nabs the lamp while everyone is distracted, and he also kidnaps Jasmine with the intention of marrying her so that he can sort of lock in his bid to become the sultan. Yeah. And then I don't... Goof Troop give Aladdin a bit of a pep talk here and tell him, like, yeah, we you can save Jasmine, you can do it, even if you don't have a magic genie. Or any redeeming qualities. Oh, dang. I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan of Aladdin. Um, although, the the thing that happens next is simultaneously super dumb and fantastic. Um, Hit me. So, so their plan is to... I, I think Jafar's already used his first wish in that last scene, I don't remember. Um, but their plan is to surprise Jafar like Aladdin like surprises him and jumps down and Jafar like he all it's just Aladdin standing there surprising him and he's like ah my second wish is to beat Aladdin and Genie just sort of pushes him aside and he's like I did it I made you waste your second wish now now yeah, you sort of surprise they draw out a second wish out of him from the element of surprise yeah it's so like I guess sure I I don't know that's a just, he didn't even do anything. It seems to be a bit of an impulse decision on the part of Jafar. The part of everyone, including the script yeah. writers of this game. <laughs> um, but anyways, their idea is, oh, well, now you only have one wish, so either you wish for her to marry you, or regardless, we're just going to beat you up when you're done. So instead, he uses his last wish to himself become an all-powerful genie. And um, suddenly, we're in another fucking room with lava we're in the cave of cave of wonders now i guess even though we were just in the middle of the city is that the cave of wonders because it i think in oh yeah no it totally is what the fuck i guess he's a genie yep i guess he's a genie he can just make that happen sure i wish there was any sort of 
conveyance that that was happening. But nope. Lava room. Lava room and Iago has the lamp and you beat him up and it's uh, pretty easy and boring. After it's done, Genie gives you a card with his face on it to summon him in your time of need. He won't grant you any wishes or probably do anything worthwhile. Unless your wish is, I wish that you come and do the thing that you always do. Yeah, I wish you would like show up and just sort of spin around with your fists out and probably miss. That's what I really <laughs> need right now. Thanks, Genie. You really got my back. And that's it for Agrabah. Uh, record time. <laughs> well, I mean, Aladdin wishes that Genie was free. Yeah, and then he and, and then he squanders it by giving Sora a card. I guess nothing matters in these fucking fake worlds anyway. But well, well, and then like the moral of the story is Aladdin realizes it would be kind of shitty of him to just like wish that a girl loved him. So he's like, maybe I just should like fucking talk to her instead like of wishing that she likes me. Yeah. Um, um is that moral actually ever happened? I don't that, I think that I never actually get that from Aladdin's narrative. Oh, you I have not seen Aladdin in quite a long time. Yeah. But that's certainly what is said in Chain of Memories. Well rechain of memories. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. I'm glad that they improved upon that. Potentially. Maybe. Uh anyways. I love this last this will be the last thing we discuss before the end of the episode and it's probably the shortest of all of these hallway yeah. castle I have like scenes four words about it so enlighten me uh sora is like i love the way he says it because okay see so he says uh essentially like who was that in my memory it wasn't Kyrie, but it was another Girl? <laughs> I think her name was, and then he trails off because Donald and Goofy interrupt him to, to keep it moving or whatever. And I love this idea that he is so flabbergasted by the existence of another girl who isn't like a Disney character that he's like, wait, 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 hold the phone. There's no way you I mean... talked to two girls in my life. <laughs> It's far-fetched, uh, really yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird emphasis. Uh, but yeah, that's um, that, that wraps up what we have to cover today. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember, I think the next two worlds are Monstro and Halloween Town, probably in that order. Cool. So, probably just knock those two out, maybe a third one, depending on how brief those are. Um, there might be some more things that happen between them, but I don't know. We just play it by ear. Here in Castle Oblivion. We'll probably just forget what we said. Yeah. <laughs> we come back into neither of those two worlds. We just were like, you know what? Fuck it. We're on another game now. Um, Birth by sleep. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, so if you want to correct us for anything that we've said or uh, have any other comments or questions about. Fucking shut it. No. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, don't at me. Um, but you can at MemorizeCast on Twitter. Um, which is the Twitter for this show. You can follow that. Um, if I guess if you really, really want to at me, um, you can try it. Ghost of Joe, which is um, spelled Ghost of J-O. Um, you can do that. My friend Tails actually let me know that we should be dragging Recom and talking about how great the Game Boy game is, but I don't care for either of them, so sorry, buddy. Um, 
so yeah let me know your your hot takes on decade old video games um on twitter because that's pretty much all i care about on there you can find me writing about skies of arcadia which i did i don't think i plugged it yet but you can do that i also have another podcast called um we are watching one piece in which my friend jory and i talk about one piece um a little bit at a time making our way through skypea still um but i think we're about the halfway mark so uh, one of these days, I'll talk about Water 7, and then I'll probably be talking about Water 7 until the end of this show. That's uh, <laughs> all, all that I have to say. So our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, uh, which is at, at uh, is it GameChops.com? I don't know, um, but it is courtesy of GameChops, which, which is a web label that does a lot of video game remixes. Um, you can find me, I'm Wheels, you can find me on Twitter at TheTravisW, I do another podcast called Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as many things as possible. It's really fun, we're playing Call of Cthulhu right now, and we, I don't know, this'll come out before the episode we just recorded of Very Random Encounters, but we recorded an episode that was, like, it was pretty heavy, it was the most, like... I shouldn't go into it for spoiler reasons, but it was pretty heavy. Check it out. Very good. It's good. Uh, what else do we do to end this show? Um, we say that was those were hazy memories of Wonderland, Olympus Coliseum, and Agriba. 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 Commit it to, to memory. memory. <laughs> yeah, that won't. That's not catchy. <laughs> Got, Got it. it. Memorized. encounters where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find very random encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.